a community is not full of audience. A community is full of members. And to convert audience to members, you can do that absolutely. But you need to make sure that's something they are even interested in. So you want to kind of do a check like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. It would look like this. It would, whether it's free, cost this, whatever, you know, spell it out. Today, we get to speak with Jillian Bembo, the Director of Community Experience Manager at SPI Media. With over a decade of experience running digital communities and programs, Jillian has seen it all. She's eager to help more people run successful communities and to help grow the digital community profession. When Jillian is not working on all things community, she's enjoying the outdoors of Colorado with her family and two energetic dogs. So let's listen into this episode. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Welcome to the podcast, Jillian. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm honored. Super, super awesome. So Jillian, tell us a little version of your journey that no one's heard of before. Oh dear, that no one's heard of. Nobody. Hmm, let me think. Well, so I've been working in digital community building for a very long time, over a decade. I've lost mm. track of the years at this point. I'm like, after 10 years, whatever, I've been doing this yeah. forever. Yeah. But actually how it started was really interesting. I started kind of as a very part-time like contract type role for a very large organization that I just kind of stumbled upon. And they had a huge, you know, it's like your typical like West Coast startup with a bunch of venture capital and they went for funding, it's, you know, again, when I was there and it started small, I was there for like five years, almost half my career so far wow. in, in community. And it went from very part, like 10 hours a week. I had at the time a toddler and I just needed something like mm -hmm. adult things. Like one day my husband came home from work and I was like, I got a job. And he was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, it's remote. And yeah. So, and then, you know, fast forward, I just, I, I fell in love with it mm -hmm. and it just grew. It grew into, you know, leaving that company as a senior level community manager and then bouncing around to a couple different places. And now here I am. 
what's one of the specific things that you really fell in love with? You know, I think I really enjoy it. Well, one, I, I love getting to know communities, like the actual individuals, like yourself mm-hmm. in a, in, you know, community that I'm running and just the, the opportunity to connect with people, especially in these global communities where you're meeting people from all over the world, different cultures, yeah. different, you know, ways of life. There's that, of course, especially in a pandemic when you can't travel, <laughs> you can at least, you know, connect with people all over the place. But something about the actual, like the work that I really enjoy is, you know, if you're, if you're deep in the weeds of a community, if you're really active in a community, you can see where the pain points are for users or members, however you want to refer to them. And Mm -hmm. And you can fix them. And there's something about that that I just really enjoy, you know, like seeing, hey, people get really confused at at this point. And then looking at it from, you know, that beginner's eye and being like, oh, well, I can see why, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and then, okay, who on the product team, who, you know, who do I need to rope into this conversation? And let's see if we can find a solution that then improves the, the experience. And there's something just incredibly rewarding about that. Even though a lot of times people don't realize you put all the work into doing that for them. They just yeah. get the, you know, the end result. There's something about just like finding, finding those issues and um, solving them. No, I, I totally love about, love that about what you do and, you know, finding solutions and, and solving them be, like people like, Oh, I thought that's, that's how it was always done. Like, no, well, somebody had to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's amazing because being a UX designer myself, that's literally all I do. You know, okay, totally. okay, let's go find problems. Let's go create solutions for these problems. Let's get you to the launch pad. Let's get you out of there in the space. Let's get you moving forward. That's awesome. So as we're talking, you know, you, you love helping and finding these finding these problems and finding solutions for them. And that could be one of your motivations, but what are some of the other motivations for being a community manager and being able to create solutions? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of things. There's just something, I, no one believes me when I say this, but I'm more of an introvert in real life, mm-hmm. but you know, there's something about digital communities. I'm just very comfortable in, you know, cause obviously <laughs> I've <Yeah>. been sticking <laughs> with them for so long. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's also just the connection piece again with other people, but also like the matchmaking piece mm. of it. So if someone starts talking about like, Oh, you know, I want to get, I want to launch a YouTube channel. I hate my background. I'd be like, I know who you need to talk to. You need to talk to Sinead. <laughs> He's doing, you know, like a, a free boot camp workshop kind of thing right now. In fact, literally, mm-hmm. you know, and just knowing like it's almost like this Rolodex of possible connections. Yeah. Um, but it's a but it's for um in this case it, it, with SPI Pro, but this this happens regardless of the community. It's uh you know in, in SPI Pro it's some sort of you know entrepreneurial type connection. Mm-hmm. It's a potential to collaborate to be on a podcast, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but any community there's you find you just, you have relationships with so many different people. You automatically know like, Ooh, I bet these people would have fun talking. It's kind of like a puzzle. It you is. No, just like no. sticking puzzle pieces together. There's just something really fun about that. I like, uh, I think at the end of the day, all of it is 
I think my like life mission is to um, spread kindness and, and to just make other, like help other people get to where they're going. Like that yeah. is actually where I'm going is, is help is being that like ladder to help other people do better. So if I can help them do that, yeah. I'm just a helper. So yeah, I just really enjoy that. <laughs> I love that. And you know, like you said, as you meet people and you make connections, you now know experts from so many different areas. And you're like, oh, I know this guy, you can connect. You, you specifically become, well, especially you become a super connector because yeah. now you're connecting people on a, on a totally grand level. Uh, there's a book by David Burkus. It's called Friends of a Friends, Friends of Friends. And he talks about in there how people that you've been friends with for a long time, you got to spend a lot less energy in finding partnership or solutions through there as opposed to finding a totally new person and building that relationship because there's no honeymoon period anymore. You don't have to go through, oh, I got to learn about this guy, what they're known for. You already know them because you've been friends and they know what you've been up to. And when they see what the new stuff that you've been working on, they're kind of like taken aback. They're like, whoa, you're, you did that? Like you have 300 episodes of podcast? What? How's that yeah. even possible? <laughs> Absolutely. So I really yeah, love it's, Well, it's interesting because, you know, I think we all just kind of, and it's very much like a Western culture thing. Like we mm. all are like, oh, independently, I'm going to find my way and carve it out alone. And, you know, I'm an island and it's so lonely. And, oh my and God. it's, you know, and when you allow yourself to say like, I need like, I need to find like a group mm -hmm. in some way. And, and nowadays it can be, it can be online because, you know, technology is the worst of things and it's the best of things all at the same time. And so you can really, you can find these like very niche groups, regardless of where you live. Like I don't yeah. live somewhere that's super populated versus someone that lives in Manhattan. There's right. very different opportunities for like finding like-minded people. And so even if, you know, the, the friends, the strong friends that you've had forever that are pretty low effort, they may not understand yeah. what it is like that niche, whether it's a hobby interest or whether it's, um, you know, business related. Yeah. So you might be able to find people online and, you know, that used to be kind of taboo, you know, be like, oh, your internet <laughs> friends. And now it's like, no, this is like for real, like people meet in real life based on this. Yeah. And there's something really special about that. And I think as, as humans, we've been, you know, kind of trying to devalue how much we need, how much we need that piece. And so being able to find it and then, you know, have those connections when you join those communities, where whatever yeah. they may be feeling comfortable and safe enough to to meet people and to connect and to put in that effort to get to know each other and whatnot. It's just, it's great. It I makes agree. all the I, mean internet comments all over the world a little does. less horrible. <laughs> it does, right? And um, just this weekend, I was traveling and I drove up to Jersey City to do a studio. And I was like, hey, I want to meet up with people that I met over the past two years. So one of, the, one of my friends, he's a pastor at a church and I messaged him uh, the day before. It's like, hey, I'm in town. He's like, oh, I want to meet up. I'll, I'll try to come over. But that didn't happen. But the next day on Sunday, he was like, hey, I'm here. So I was like, Where, well, give me the address. I'll just show up. 
So I showed up, and then when he was up talking, he's like, "Here's Junaid. He's in my, you know, he's my internet friend, but he's here. He's here to come meet us, and you know, sit here with our service. And you know, he was, he was, he felt very uplifted and and you know, honored and and humbled because, and I felt the same way because now you know we, it's like we know we've known because we've been talking back and forth for years." Just like you've met somebody that you don't really need to introduce anymore, you know, you you know who the person is, and we click with people that have that like mindset so much faster than trying to trying to explain what it is that you do. Like for example,、mm-hmm. if I go meet somebody in a group where they're all woodworkers, well, they're not going to understand my language of live streaming or podcasting. But if I <laughs> talked about woodworking. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, I use this chisel on this lathe, and blah blah blah." And like, "Oh,、cool. so you you gotta、yeah. know the people <laughs> and their language, right? The 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 yeah, the lexicon." Absolutely. What a like what an interesting first was that? That was the first time you met in IRL、mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. yeah. Had a sermon that he was giving. Like no pressure yeah. on him. Yeah. Like better do a good job. No, just kidding. <laughs> Oh my God, he was so he was so hyped, and 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 they have a different type of sermon altogether. Like they have music going on, they're like singing Christian rock songs, and then he was like standing next to me and like shouting out Hallelujah, jumping around because you know the music was so hot. And then he goes up there and he's talking and he's like introducing me, and and it was it was very like natural to him because you know he's been、yeah. doing it for years and years now. That's great. It's always cool to see someone in their element like that that you might not see day to day. I mean, I don't know what、yeah. he's like day to day. He might be like hallelujah, you know, just like down the street, but probably not, right? And so、yeah. to to see、yeah. someone like doing the thing that brings them joy, yeah,、um, that's really cool. That's a cool first in real life meetup experience. Yeah, it is, and and that's what community enable, like you said, Ryan. It, it's the power of the community. Like if I met people on SPI in person. Who who I've been meeting in masterminds and who I've been meeting through these、uh, Zoom calls, it's going to be the same. Like, hey, Janet, you look the same. Yeah, <laughs> and we、oh, we'll、probably、sure. make the same jokes. Yeah, I think so. I, I love those kind of meetings too because I I feel like the biggest like surprise is who's who's the tallest or like short like you, <laughs> is someone like surprisingly tall, you know.、Yeah. And、yeah. that's like the most like oh I wasn't expecting that. Otherwise it's it's just like this right now, except、yeah. in the same room. Which、exactly. there's something really magical about that. It is, it is, and、uh, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting a lot more people later this year because I'm going to Social Media Marketing World. I'm going to Podfest,、yes. so it's going to be. Whew, oh man, we need to have some sort of, sort of like pro meetups like、we、station、do. for people. We should talk、yeah. about that later. <laughs> I'm still in like full pandemic mode. I forget that things are happening again. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's been and like you said, you know. So you've been managing communities for the past decade plus and creating these relationships. And what's funny with the pandemic, so many more people are entering this space that we've been in for the past decade. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is how we we're we're, we're funny. We're kind of like experts, right? And they're like, oh. So there's new people coming in all the time, and what's really cool is that we've gone through the path, so we're able to guide them so much easily.、Mm-hmm. I think that's that's so powerful about this. It's interesting too, just how many 
companies, you know, they went remote, they figured it out. They got, you know, whether they got Slack, Zoom, like whatever, like tech, tech suite, they, they picked their tech stack to like make it happen. Yeah. And then at some point we're like, okay, come back. And, and quite a few people are like, you know, how about we just keep doing this? And these companies are like, we spend a lot of money on these spaces, especially tech companies where they're <laughs> like, we have kegs and, you know, yeah. pool tables and all this stuff. Cause we want you to be here mm-hmm. and working a lot, you know? And then <laughs> that it's, it's, it's such an interesting shift that I think ultimately is for the better. I mean, you talk about, you know, human connection and whatnot, giving people the flexibility to work on oh, yeah. their own terms. We've come a long way since, you know, the industrial revolution and the, we have. you know, working every day for hardly any pay, no sick leave kind of thing. And uh, one of the highlights, I guess, one of the positives of, of a global pandemic is it, it kind of shot industry several years ahead as far as it has. how yeah. can people work? Cause yeah, we're used to it. Tech, I think that like the tech kind of software kind of companies, they've been doing it for a long, like some while, people yeah. have figured it out to be like, you know what, this is better. And yes. and your talent pool can be so much vastly. So much vast, greater. so much, you can find experts all over the world and yeah. they don't have to, you know, we're not, you're not limited to just the people that are in that vicinity. So yeah, yeah so, or so willing cool. to live there. We moved all over the world when I was a kid for my dad's job. So mm-hmm. I really like the idea that you could work somewhere without having to relocate there because <laughs> I hated it. I hated moving all the time. No, absolutely. The book rework uh, with David, uh, David Hein, David Heinemer and Jason Fried, right? They talk a lot about remote work because that's that's a company Basecamp Thirty Seven Signals that's been yeah. you know remote for the better part of the past 15 years. And, you know, they made it work. Yeah. They really showed like, look, it works. Check it out. And like to even interview at Basecamp is like Mm -hmm. a unicorn experience. Like they have a line around the proverbial block since they're remote, uh, you know, of people wanting to work there. Cause not only Mm -hmm. remote, like they, their benefits in general, they are such a leader in how to treat your employees. Well, that's so powerful. So, Jillian, share some of your expert tips around managing a community because, you know, we're all entering this internet space or this space of uh, creating community online. That is one uh, skill that we all have to learn how to manage a community, how to make sure that you're sharing the right information, how to make sure that you're keeping the people engaged. So share some of the tips that people can take away from this episode and start applying in their within their audiences. Yeah. Well, I would challenge everybody thinking about starting a community. Is that what you really want? Or mm. is it just a buzz? You know, it's very popular right now. Everyone's like, oh, you got to launch a community. But the truth is, if you're not willing to spend the time, not only creating it and launching it, but then maintaining mm. it, it's going to fizzle away. Like unless, unless you just have this super niche, idea where the people are going to join and take off and you can just walk away. But like, that's not, that's not how it actually works. And anybody selling you a course that says that don't spend your money there, it's not going to (laughs) work. But I would say if you're, you know, if you're considering it before you jump one, ask your audience because audience, a community is not full of audience. A community Mm -hmm. is full of members and to convert audience to members, you can do that. Absolutely. 
but you need to make sure that's something they are even interested in. So you want to kind of do a check like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. It would look like this. It would, whether it's free cost, this, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. spell it out. Is that something you'd be interested? If so, like sign up for, for a list, you know, like have them get like a, like a quote unquote wait list going. That'll give you an idea. You know, is this currently viable with, with the existing audience I have? And it might still be, even if they're kind of like, no, um, it might just be the way, what you're, what you think you want to offer in it. Yeah. I would also say spend some time in some existing communities and see how they run. And you don't necessarily need to do that. You don't necessarily need to go like pay to be a part of a community like SPI pro, for example, is paid, which is a great example of how to run a paid, you know, entrepreneurial community, but Mm. there's Reddit, there's tons of free communities out there. Go find one. That's a, an interest of yours. Yeah. Like knitters, all the knitters and crocheters already know this, but Ravelry is like a huge community for the knitters and crocheters for all of us that play with needles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So like go and spend time in the actual community portions of those types of sites that have that, you know, that become the free member, go look around and just, just observe or participate, but like, see how, how are the people who runs it? Can you tell where are the rules? What, where's the community guidelines? Who do you go to? If you need help, is it obvious who is talking the most? What are they talking about? Like who's starting conversations? Mm. Who's really chatty? And like, what do you think it is? Like really go and see what's happening here. And that's going to help you know what you do and do not want to do in your community. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge, like just before you even start, if, you know, once you launch and you're kind of in that growth and maintenance phase, a lot of it is just listening to your members um, you know, you kind of, you need to, you need to be there for them because they yes. joined for, for you. you know, yeah. Like there's something you're offering that they joined. So are you providing that? And this is where I taught, you know, this is kind of where I was saying, don't get ahead of yourself. Like, what is it you plan to happen in your community? If you don't know the answer to that, it's, yeah. you're going to have a much harder time than if you've figured out, okay, I'm going to have weekly office hours on a zoom call for an hour. Anybody can come to that. I know every Wednesday at noon, that's Mm. what I'm doing for that hour. It's blocked out in my calendar. That's very doable. And then, you know, on these other days, I'm going to do things um, asynchronously. So like forum based or, you know, it really depends which platform you use. Please don't use Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all Um, over Facebook right now. (laughs) Like all over it. Like you use it a lot or like you're totally done with it. I use it a lot. Yeah. Do you? (laughs) Yes. Stop. I would strongly advise against launching a community on Facebook because although they kind of offer, they offer a lot more tools than they used to for their groups. Mm -hmm. You do not have your member data. They give you some very basic admin tools. Very basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But they could boot your account tomorrow. Very easily. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Because it's tied to your social platforms. There's a lot of reasons. Pick your poison. But I would, you know, it's free if it's like, I can only do this or nothing. Sure. But make sure you are getting everybody's details and realize that you're going to lose people. If for some reason you have to move it. Yeah. Um, Especially if you like lose access and have to move it. It's going to be a nightmare. Just telling you. It's going to be a nightmare. Oh, I've seen it too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I know what what you're talking about. (laughs) And there, there are options out there that are free 
mm-hmm. that aren't tied, that don't have that social media tie that like potentially you can lose your account. Um, Geneva yeah. chats is a really cool free platform, mm-hmm. uh, that it's, it's functionality is really cool. It's, it's kind of geared more to like the influencer crowd, but it could mm-hmm. easily, I mean, I could, you, anybody you can easily use it use just it. like yeah just like we have slack and we have mm-hmm. discord like ton of people yeah creating new communities just around those topics yeah or, or and both, on those both platforms, slack yeah. and discord are, are great places discord yeah. if your audience is already there i would say it's a little right. more like confusing for more, us oldies yeah it's a lot more confusing for us newies to, to get into <laughs> it yeah yeah uh, yeah so i yeah I, if 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 you're either in the process or whatnot, like definitely, like definitely just have a vision of what is it I'm providing? Like Mm -hmm. the expectations of me showing up, but understand that you're going to ideally you or someone you've placed in, in kind of a community manager role is going to be in there a lot. And like, not like you don't necessarily have to reply to every single post and every single comment, but you should be ready. Should, should no one else, you know, there's nothing worse than someone putting themselves out there with exactly, like a question not, or just like sharing, venting, whatever it is. And it's just crickets, right? Yep. Nope, it happens. No, totally, it happens to all of us eventually, you know? Yeah. All but the time. Yeah. it doesn't feel good. So like you're there, you're the net, you're the one checking to make sure that stuff doesn't happen. Fall through the net. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to have the answer either. I mean, right. You, need, you know, not. yeah, I'm sure you've seen me in pro. Like if someone's asking a legal question, I'll tag people that I know. Yeah, I have more experience in that and be like, oh, so-and-so might know. Because then one, there's a response, whether or not yeah. I've answered the question. But it's right. just like, yes, I see you. Totally. I don't know the answer, but here's someone who might, you know. Yeah, um, so they can go reach out to them or even yeah. be more be more proactive, be more um, supporting in that response. Setup. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. I love that. And I find yeah. once there's that first comment, other people might be more likely to to comment pros to kind comment. of unique in that i don't think anyone's needs any Nobody help like everyone's very comfortable yeah <laughs> uh, which is amazing but i will say yeah. like new communities especially people are looking to you to see how to act mm-hmm. so whatever behavior you want happening that's the behavior you that's, should be providing happen in there yeah, yeah. and wow. it doesn't have to be like sure i've been like a full-time community manager in the weeds a lot but it doesn't mean i'm in the like community platform all day, every day. Right. Like you can, you can block out time, like just say the lunch hour, that's the hour you go check your messages, reply to people, make sure everything's good. Um, it's, it's very doable. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the few points that we learned from Jillian, let's see what what you picked up. Right. Learn from other communities, right. Go into those communities that the stuff that you're passionate about, Mm-hmm. If you're an inventor, if you're a cyclist, if you're a beekeeper, find those communities, hang out with the people, see who's who's talking most, who's answering, who's running the group, and then put in your effort in there too because it, it's all studying, right? We're all learning from each other. We're all watching what's possible, and that then comes back to, okay, how much time do I really want to put in into a community? If I'm going to be running a community around studios or or around magic communities or managing a ad agency, whatever whatever have you or a company, you got to be able to put in the time and the effort because that's the only way you'll see a growth in your community too. Absolutely. 
And yeah, yeah, you pass. And well, and I would I would argue too that like most people who are thinking about this, you're probably in a community. You just yes. maybe don't think about it that way. Yeah. Being a member of a church, that is churches are one of the best run communities ever. You can learn a ton from how churches, you know, good, good and bad, but like how, how churches yeah. maintain a, a congregation, keep people engaged. There's a lot of, you know, different study groups and, or, and, and like different groups doing things throughout the week uh, within those members and the outreach they do. Like that's, that's a community start next time you go look at it from that lens and be like, Oh, I see what they're doing here. You know, that's yeah. a retention tactic. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's really powerful. Uh, and, and that's the best way to learn, right? Watch what people are doing and, and be able to replicate it or just watch it a little more times. You know, you just press, press pause, go back, play it again you know it's there's so many examples of all these things out there you know i was part of a community of drivers when i joined and became a lift car driver back in 2013 right so i was going and meeting people on because they're all drivers and meeting them and you know building relationships it's all around hey what are you really passionate about how can you get into it so i it's funny Jillian, that you're mentioning all of these things. I wrote an article back in October 23rd, 2020, talking about communities and how they provide strength. So it's it's got a list. It's got a list of all the different communities that I was part of and what I learned from it. And then there's a topic. There's like there's like 10 different things that I still haven't filled out, like community of speakers or teachers, hobbyists, gadgeteers podcasters there's all sorts of communities out communities out there and the more you pay attention the more you realize that there's a like you're probably already following two three four people on youtube about a specific thing and you'll always go and watch their mm -hmm. their video like peter mckinnon he's always posting stuff about cameras and and if you're into cameras you're already part of it that niche community Mm -hmm. that you can probably find other other people that are also talking that same geeky stuff, right? Yeah. Well, and that's a great example. So say you're into cameras, right? And so Pete McKinnon, is that, you can tell Peter I'm not McKinnon, super yeah. into, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you go to his channel, does he do, does he have the membership component on YouTube? And if so, can you go, go sit in on some of his, you know, lives to see yeah. how, that community interacts, how many mods does he have? What yeah. kind of, how, what do they do when, you know, someone's being a little funny or, or, or even just like, how do they interact with, the, with the, the, the members that showed up, you know, there's a lot of, it's all about like now I can't help myself obviously. Um, and I actually <laughs> make a, I make a concerted effort to, to take a back seat in communities yeah. I'm a member of at least at the beginning, because mm -hmm. I obviously have a lot of like, this is how it oh, works yeah. and opinions yeah. and, yeah. you know, and so I just like to not get in. I don't want to be involved because one, I'm not working right now, uh, but two, <laughs> but two, it's like, let the people who run this run it the way they want yeah, to. Um, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to like storm in and be like, I'm an expert in community mm -hmm. and you do this wrong. Like what a great way to never make friends, you know, <laughs> exactly, but you learn, exactly. even I still learn because I mm -hmm. see situations happen in communities and um, you know, I'm always, I can't help myself. I'm looking at it from 
a community builder's lens to be like, Ooh, was that the right move? Let's, yeah. you know, popcorn, let's, let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, I sound, it sounds kind of harsh, but I'm ta- a lot of what I'm talking about is like Reddit, it's, which it's, it's like, yeah, I'm not getting involved. People. Like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all comes down to the mindset that you're in. And are you open enough to let that stuff happen? And then be like, okay, how, if somebody comes and asks you, Hey, how can we do this better than mm-hmm. give your input instead of being like, oh, blah, 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 this is how you do. And then you never make friends. Well, being super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julian, this was so much fun talking about community and talking about um, building relationships and finding friendships and, you know, being able to work remotely on our own time, on our own, uh, you know, dime. So have you, <laughs> but it's, it's really powerful, but this is the part of the episode the podcast that we do some fast action questions and yes yeah. i was able to find my list oh boy <laughs> all right sweet what is the one hobby that you wish you got into beekeeping <laughs> which which i hear you may know something about <laughs> I, know, I know a little bit about beekeeping. You can just a bit, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. You can send me to the bee communities. You, you I'm can... even wearing my little. I even have on a little bumblebee necklace. Ooh, today. I see that bumblebee. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> I love. I freaking love bees. Like love They're them. Amazing. I will They're squeal amazing. if a if a bumblebee, like a big fat bumblebee, mm-hmm. flies by. Everything has to stop because I got to go like look at the bumblebee. My where, family thinks I'm ridiculous. Go? I don't even care. Love them. Save the bees, y'all. Plant plant native plants in your garden <laughs> yes please plant some native plants you'll find so many different bees now there's about twenty thousand species of bees so honeybees are not local to the u.s that's or right North aren't they America. european they're european they're asian uh and african but not the u.s so we've domesticated them the bees out here so it's pretty awesome <laughs> it is Ma- awesome yeah next question we have a lot of Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, I, go I was going to go on a B tangent. A B tangent. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in a like strong, uh, well, everything I do in our yard is like focused on pollinators, but um, mm-hmm. I really, I really want to start a, uh, like a bee hotel, like create mm-hmm. a very massive bee hotel in our yard. Cause we have a lot, you know, those are the majority of the bees that are around here. Yeah. Um, I just want, I want all those bumblebees. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and what's and funny is, um, during one of the years, uh, my kids and Cub Scouts, we basically bought this kit of that they, they get to assemble this beehive and then they put Fine. these inserts. So then you have carpenter bees or, or I can't remember what type of bees would come and live in there. And then, you know, now that's their home and they can hibernate during yeah. winter in there. Exactly. All right, sweet. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a cat. And then when I found out that wasn't possible, unfortunately, um, a veterinarian. Like okay. so much so that my grandma will still be like, I thought you wanted to be a vet. <laughs> I did. I didn't want to go to school that much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that one. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Ooh, yeah, that's really hard. I think t- so TV show. Arrested Development. Oh my God. It, 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 it like it walked. So Shit's Creek could fly. And mm-hmm. 
I mean, both of them, but yeah, there's, it's just so funny, especially even now, like I'm yeah. trying to get my husband's never watched it. And like, I bought the, like the DVD complete set <laughs> kind of thing, like back in the day, like yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. all in with the Bluths and the stair, the stair truck or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like all of it, like they're so ridiculous. And uh, so I keep saying like, we should watch arrested development from the very beginning. And he's kind of yeah. like, okay. Like he doesn't get it. And I'm like, no, it's like Shit's Creek, but it's like different. It's different, very yeah. similar. Like, very similar. I think they got a lot of their ideas, you know. Um, also, he'd get a lot more of the jokes that a lot of my friends and I put out there because we're constantly referencing it as if it hasn't been off the air for like forever. Forever, but, yeah. yeah. Anyways. So I've seen like probably the three seasons and then they did like a fourth season. Mm -hmm. Did you I watch that? I don't think I have. I can't remember. You but remember. I did remember. I did restart did you? I did start the rewatching of it. So, good. so I'm going to finish and, and it's, it's going to be fun. I may have committed some light treason. <laughs> this is my favorite. And it's still funny today. It's still relevant. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, right now I'm rewatching Seinfeld because. Oh. How does, how does Seinfeld like stand up the test of time? Like, is it a little more cringe, the jokes? I feel like it might not no. age well. No. No, they aged well. Did it? Oh yeah, I haven't it's, watched a Seinfeld episode in so long. Or it's on like Netflix, Friends. so it's Netflix. So it's I was like, okay, it's on Netflix. I don't have to because the first time that I watched that I binge watched it, it was DVDs. I was like, oh, mm. okay, I switched yes. to DVD. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> I don't even know if my kid, if my daughter knows what those are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Blank Check. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> I have not seen Blank Check. Uh, you're not missing anything. It's like a Disney 90s. A kid finds a blank check, writes it, writes it out for a million dollars, and it gets cashed. <laughs> there you but, go. You know, 90s money, million dollars is like big time. That's big uh, time. No, just kidding. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What about a TV show? Right, definitely not Arrested Development. Would you, you would not <laughs> want to be Arrested Development? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I don't think anything I watch is. I usually I like like very like dark comedies mm -hmm. or like psychological thrillers, and mm -hmm. so so you wouldn't want to be comes to mind. Yeah, there's <laughs> like a maybe like a Yo Gabba Gabba episode. I don't know if your kids ever watched that. It's very trippy, but it would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> So some people asked me, where did you get that question from? And I was like, well, I was watching um, Ready Player One, uh, read the book Ready Player One, Ernest Klein, and that was epic. That book was awesome. I haven't read it. Is that the, you just, you just want to be the character? Yeah. So, so the story goes, it's the year is 2145, the creator mm -hmm. of this software passes away and as he dies he's placed this easter egg in this massively played video game it's a virtual reality video game there's no more gasoline so everybody's going to school using vr headsets and so the easter egg's in there and whoever finds this easter egg gets to own this entire company that's billions of dollars worth Oh, wow. So, and so this guy was fascinated by the 80s. And in one of the 
puzzles, you had to know line by line the entire movie War Games, and you have to. <laughs> oh boy! Play、I、it、wouldn't... out so that you can win. You know, you can get past that puzzle. Oh、so、wow! What... You want to do that in real life? Go play a War Games. That sounds terrifying. It is. It <laughs> But, does. You know. No,、Fair、the、enough. movie War Games with Matthew Broderick. So you were Matthew Broderick in when you played the character, and like a young Matthew Broderick. Yeah, they did it differently in the movie where they used The Shining instead. Like, oh god. <laughs> oh no, thank you. <laughs> Our next question: <laughs> Who is your favorite superhero? Ooh, so fun fact: I've never been super into the oh the superhero things. <laughs> When I joined Team SPI, <laughs> if you've noticed,、uh, Matt in particular is very into the Avengers、Ooh. and Marvel, and so I decided to watch all the movies. In because I hadn't really seen any of them.、In、I order, think I'd、yeah. seen like an Iron Man, maybe. Yeah.、Um, But I decided to watch them in chronological order, so based on when they happen in yeah, in the timeline the first, versus the first yeah, Avenger versus, or no the Mar. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean the yeah, I don't know the names, but anyways, so I did that. I've since like totally into it. Love them.、Um, I really, I really liked、uh, Loki, the movie,、mm-hmm. the show, and Hawkeye. Show was, Hawkeye was Hawkeye so was so good. good. Yeah, so yeah. good. I was just like, I love the the inter- the the character dynamics in it. Anyways.、Yes. So, without a doubt, my favorite superhero is Captain Marvel. I love her; yeah, like, such、awesome. a badass. The whole movie's like '90s, like Nirvana. So that's、yeah. like my generation, right?、Yeah. So I was like highly involved, and like she's so powerful. She's、mm-hmm. like, she can't even be bothered with Earth problems half the time because she's busy. <laughs> like, love her. That's right. That's right. She's a badass.、Uh, she's a badass. Amazing. We can't wait for the next Marvel, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, no Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel movie.、Move、we do have、Captain、a Miss Marvel. We do have a Miss Marvel TV show coming pretty soon on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, that's gonna I know. be. I know Disney、epic. Plus is the best. Oh my When god! When it first came out, I was like, "No, I'm never gonna do that." And then Hamilton came out on it. And I was like, "Okay, we'll do a trial."、Okay. And I was like, "Wait a minute, this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> All of this under one basket for yeah, it's, it's good. This show episode is sponsored by Disney Plus. So if you. <laughs> <laughs> Go、I、get yourself、like、a, a Disney Plus subscription. Captain Marvel fanny pack, please, Disney, <laughs> for plugging all your products. Absolutely, awesome, dude! This was so much fun, Jillian. Last、this、question, and this is the one that people get puzzled by、Uh-oh. the most. If you are a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, hmm. I mean. Quite literally, the game of life comes to mind.、Mm-hmm. Old school. Old school. Well, I, I like I it. That, well, yeah, that I, I'm going to go with that because I don't play a lot of board games, so I don't have a lot of points of reference. But、uh, <laughs> I like how in that game, it's just like a lot of it is just sheer luck. <laughs> and, sheer luck. And I feel、yes. like、um, that is a lot of life. It's just like timing, you know. Like、Timing that, is、um, everything. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell book Outliers like changed my、oh, entire perspective. My I was like, I it's not my fault.、Book. I wasn't born in the right month. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be a pro hockey player because I wasn't、yeah. born in the right time. It's not. It's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't play hockey, but yeah, just the point. You know, there's a lot of that. So we'll go with the game of life. 
Awesome. Well, Jillian, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak with you and enter a little bit of inside the mind of Jillian. Terrifying. Where can my <laughs> audience find you? Yeah. So as we've been talking about, spipro.com is the community um, I run with my team and very fun, fun group for entrepreneurs. Sinead hopefully has his referral link set up so he can put that in the show notes. Set up. Yeah. So yeah, definitely come check it out. If you think it's right for you. Great. If not, no worries. And I am the co-host of the Community Experience Podcast, which you can find on any podcast player, wherever podcasts are played. We'll be there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jillian, again. We'll talk with you soon yeah. next All time. Right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This was Janae here on Hacks and Hobbies Podcast. We'll talk to you again soon. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.